Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you. Welcome to Series 4 of the Tim Hill Podcast. In this series, it's Tim having a rant. That is me. So if you enjoy me having a bit of a rant and going on about what's going on in today's society, stay tuned. If you don't want to listen to me rant, well, you can always turn me off. Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. Well, I've been off for a, for a few days because mainly I've been pretty busy um, doing some, some recordings and I've got some fantastic, fantastic guests coming up on the show uh, in the next few weeks. I've, uh, because things are kind of dried up around here, I've managed to get onto a new system called uh, Podmatch. And what that does, that links me up with lots and lots of other people that want to do podcasts. So, uh, and I'll go on there. Uh, I have people come onto my podcast as, um, as guests. And I've just been on somebody else's podcast as a guest. So I'm doing both. I'm hosting and guesting. So, uh, hopefully there's going to be an awful lot more content coming out, um, in the near future. I've also been working on, um, the Portsmouth and Gosport History Group. Um, we've got a project going on at the moment for the Falklands 40 um, exhibition that we're going to be we're putting together. And I've in, already interviewed a couple of Falklands veterans about their experiences down the Falklands. One of the guys was on HMS Glamorgan and the other guy was on HMS Fearless. And they told their stories. So that's going to be out in the near future on the other channel, which is the Portsmouth and Gosport History Group. Anyway, let's get into this um, <laughs> this podcast. Um, it's, it's, I don't know whether I'm going to call it a rant or it's maybe I'll title it what the mainstream media aren't talking about. But what they are talking about, and I'm getting pretty pretty pissed off with it, to be honest, is Partygate. Should Boris go? Shouldn't Boris go? I don't give a monkeys. I want the government to, to concentrate on the bigger issues that we've got going on at the moment. Um, whether, I mean, let's face it, we all know what Boris is like. We all know what was going on during the, the lockdown. And let's let's draw a line under it. Either get rid of Boris. The problem with getting rid of Boris is who do you get to replace him? That's the issue. Um, whoever comes in is only going to be an interim. Um, possibly that's why they're not throwing their hats in the, the ring quite so quick. Because come the next election, will they still be there or will they have to... I don't know. I don't care. I want them to concentrate on the bigger issues. Um, one of the biggest issues we're going to be facing this year 
is the continual flood of illegal migrants. Last week, uh, there was, in January, there was over 1,300 illegal migrants crossed the channel. That's in January. What's going to happen for the rest of the year? God only knows. But something needs to be done about it. And that's something I think should start with getting rid of the European Convention on Human Rights. That is, is tying us down. We need to sack that off and put our own in place. We need to stop giving legal aid to these ambulance-chasing lawyers um, for a start. I mean, how can these people possibly, possibly be entitled to legal aid? It's just beggar's belief. If you or I got caught and had to go to court, we couldn't get legal aid. Because, oh, we've paid into the system. We're not entitled. That's got to go. I mean, that has to go. And once that goes, they won't be so quick at jumping in, trying to keep these criminals here. I mean, they are criminals. They are entering the country illegally. And God only knows what they're doing when they get here. So that's... That's that's something that really needs sorting out sooner rather than later. Moving on then, Boris has gone off to Ukraine and apparently he's going to have a chat with uh, with good old Putin um, on a telephone call this afternoon. What he hopes to do in Ukraine? I don't know. Will he be able to solve anything? Will he be able to turn back the 130,000 Yep, that's 130,000 Russian troops all lined up along the Ukrainian border. What are we going to do about it? Apparently Biden sent a strongly worded letter. I don't know. He's had some serious words with Putin. <laughs> yeah. If Biden doesn't do something serious and put some serious troops into the to the mix. I mean, we haven't really got. We we just sent another thousand. Um, is that going to do anything? Maybe it's possibly part of a, a deterrent. But if if America doesn't do, doesn't stand up to Putin now, I think he will just wander into the Ukraine, sticking a puppet to prime minister in there. Uh, and, and he's got what he wants. He's annexed another country. And if he does that, you can bet your bottom dollar that China will, will be laughing all the way to Taiwan and uh, in the knowledge that we won't do anything to help them. And next on the list will be Hong Kong. I mean, they're already making life pretty miserable for the people in Hong Kong. So, yeah, now the government needs to do something serious about this cost of living. Seriously, the, the, I, I just don't know. 
I mean, we're all going to see some massive, massive rises in our cost of living. And you can be sure that we ain't going to get a massive, massive pay rise to, to cover it. So we're all going to be out of pocket. Come April, then you're going to stick up the national insurance. They're begging them to stop it. Don't do it. It's going to affect, obviously, the least well-off, but it ain't going to generate that much more for the government. If they can hold the, the taxes down low and encourage businesses to, to start investing, they'll get the returns. With a boost in the economy, with, with firms being able to, to operate without having massive, massive corporate tax bills, um, uh, massive uh, contribution, con contributing to national insurance because not not just you and I will pay, uh, have an uplift in our national insurance, but the companies have to pay their portion of it as well. This, this is something that really needs to be tackled. <laughs> something else that, that, I mean, I just don't know what Whoopi Goldberg was thinking. She clearly got this picture in her head that only racism can be directed at black people. And the Holocaust, the, the Jewish race, weren't victims of racism. Mind you, I guess, I mean, she's American, so they really don't understand the history of the rest of the world, do they? Let's face it. I mean, all the African Americans are victims. They all came over from slaves. I mean, yes, I, I guess America still has a, a big problem with, with racism. But <laughs> for her to come out and say that, <laughs> it's come back to bite her in the arse, isn't it? <laughs> She's been, been suspended for a couple of weeks. Is that going to make any difference to her? I don't know. Something really serious is going on in this country with grooming gangs. One footballer is in the news this week um, for allegedly uh, raping some bird. But nobody is talking about the grooming gangs across the country that are grooming young girls and continue to do it. And what's happening? Nothing. All right, a few get caught, a few get uh, minor uh, prison sentences or, or or community service. But they're not doing much about it at all. Why, are they, why aren't the police investigating these crimes? I mean, these are serious crimes, let's face it. Instead, they're looking into Partygate that happened a couple of years ago. They're looking into hate speech because somebody's put some uh, offensive word on, on their social media. But they're not actually investigating the real crimes that are going on. 
in London, the, the, the police should be really, really cracking down on knife crime. Every other day you're hearing some poor kid's been stabbed to death in London. <laughs> and what's, what's the, the Met Police doing? Oh, they were investigating the party. Oh, it's just, it just beggars belief. And, and have you seen the latest bit of news? Oh, Sheer Khan, the Mayor of London, our great Mayor of London, has now put TfL and London Transport £1.5 million in debt. And now he's threatening to suspend underground services and TfL services to stop the trains running. What is this clown doing? What? I'm going up to London in a week and a half's time. I'm going up to the motorbike show. I need to get from, from Victoria to the XL Centre. How am I going to do that if he's shut down the network? How am I going to get back to Waterloo to get between home? Should I get a bike? <laughs> Should I take a bike with me and be able to ride there? I don't know. I don't know. I just really don't know what the mayor of London is and what he stands for. And how, how, in God's name, is he still there? I, I just, I don't get it at all. Well, one, the, the, the government had now done a sensible thing and are they suspended or, or scrapped the need for NHS staff to have, have to be jabbed, mandatory jabbing? We don't do that sort of thing in this country. We don't mandate anything. We don't mandate making people have something they don't want. There's there's a lot of a lot of controversy about it. But if you look at it, if when that, that Dr. Ross, whatever his name was, that challenged Savage Javid uh, when he went visiting the hospital. The guy's been working on a COVID ward for the last two years. He's immune from COVID. Why does he need to get a jab? It just doesn't make a lot of sense. And, and while we're on the subject of NHS um, and the surrounding PPE, now, I get having PPE in hospitals, yes, personal protection stuff, etc., etc. But why are people still insisting on wearing masks? Think about it. How much is a packet of masks? What effectiveness? are they 
on an airborne virus. People have used it like a comfort blanket. <laughs> I just find it extremely funny. You know, we, <laughs> the, these fabric masks with the pretty pants on and all that sort of thing, they're about as much use as a chocolate fire guard. They just don't do anything. It's just so funny. I just find it amusing. So <laughs> there was one, one piece of really good news I saw today. The Queen has taken away um, old Gingy's patronage for rugby, and he's passed, and she's passed it over to Kate. What a great ambassador for rugby she is. She's going to be fantastic in the job. I'm really looking forward to to seeing what she does, what she brings to it. I think Kate is is one of the best things that's happened to the the royal family in decades. Old William has done himself proud there. I mean, she is the epitome of what a royal should be. I think she will follow in the Queen's footsteps. I think. If old Charlie does the right thing and uh, passes it over to William and Kate, I think they will save the monarchy. And let's face it, it, it needs something. I mean, the Queen, God bless her, I mean, she's, she's fantastic. I love the Queen to bits. And we all know that sooner or later, I mean, she's not looking particularly fantastic. I mean, let's face it. I mean, she's she's looking her age. I mean, she's 90, what, 96 this year. So it's looking very much like she's going to make a, a platinum jubilee. How much longer she, she's going to go on? I don't know. Let's hope for a couple more years yet. Let's hope that she, she lives as long as her mother. So, I'm going to wrap that one up. <laughs> I think uh, I think I've gone on quite a bit today, but the mainstream media aren't covering this stuff. You just ain't getting to hear about it. So, if it's not like people like me bringing it to the front, who's going to do it? Anyway, I thank you for listening. Thanks for listening and look forward to the next one. Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you.